Welcome to the Filter Free Friday podcast. I am your host, Brittany Williams, and I am here to remind you the distance between the life that you want to live and the life that you're currently living isn't nearly as big as you think. Happy Friday. Happy weekend. I hope you are doing fantastic. Now, this week's episode is going to be very much, very much the embodiment of the little tagline of the podcast, which is the distance between the life that you want to live and the life that you're currently living isn't nearly as big as you think. Like this, that should be the name of this episode because this week is the two year anniversary. I think to the day I'm filming this on October 13th and I'm pretty for sure to the day uh, I was in LA uh, filming my sweat bar with Brittany program, my very first program on the sweat app two years ago. It is crazy to think how much my life has flipped on its side uh, since those two years. And I wanted to take some time to reflect and to tell you some stories that you can learn from because at the end of the day, this isn't about me, it's about you. But I want you to stop and realize, and sometimes I forget myself that I worked a very hard uh, 12-year-long career with Under Armour when sweat approached me. And when I say I was overworked to the bone, um, not because necessarily I was, there was a lot on my plate and Under Armour did expect a lot of me, but I also have the kind of personality that is going to give 120%, 120% of the time, because I'm not really sure what other option there is like I'm just that kind of personality and I will do it until I am exhausted and tired and burnt out and I want this story to be a reminder to each and every one of you no matter how burnt out how tired you are how broken how much you've just given up on the idea that the life that you want to live is possible. Like like that feeling that just, I know what I want. And maybe you don't know what you want. Maybe, maybe you just have, you just know that what you have right now cannot be your forever plan. Because for so many years while I was at UA, that was my forever plan. I saw myself as being a lifer or like as close as you're going to get as a millennial. Like I don't really know if anyone stays at the same company their entire life anymore. But I certainly didn't see myself quitting at the time that I did. And I think that opportunity literally came knocking on my door. And that opportunity, which was the sweat app, was so large and so the opportunity was just so huge that like you cannot you cannot say no and those opportunities don't come every day and this episode is about how you prepare yourself so that when those those opportunities do come you're ready and you're prepared because for so long people would ask me how did you get involved with sweat and jokingly, half jokingly, half serious, I would say, I got lucky. And anyone who knows me, and even myself, because I certainly know me, know that it didn't come down to luck. Yes, there are a thousand fish in the sea of fitness trainers that Sweat could have picked. And 
yes, there was some luck involved that someone on that recruitment team, talent team, found my Instagram profile. But the minute that profile was found, that is where the luck stops. And I did the hard work to get myself to where I am today. And I certainly don't think I've made it, quote unquote. But I certainly have set myself up to completely change my life in terms of um, being self-employed, not working at a cubicle, not you know putting in 60 hours a week and pretending like that's normal and fine and healthy. And I want you to learn from this that you can create your own luck and that luck doesn't just drop out of the sky. It's not like winning the lottery. Luck is being prepared for the opportunities that are going to come. Because here's the thing, and I don't care what you do for your job, I don't need to know you to know that opportunities for your own success will come. You may not notice them, you may not see them, but the opportunities to pivot, to grow, to learn, and to expand, um, both financially and in your own heart, like as a human, like to become a better person, those opportunities exist and and you've got to have your eyes open and you've got to be ready for those opportunities. And that sometimes sounds like, oh Lord, I'm going to have to work really, really hard and I'm going to have to be um, overqualified for all the, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about understanding where your potential is and working towards that potential consistently. And if I can, you know, roll back for, for a second before I get too deep into the lesson. Like, I, I cannot explain to you. I truly do not have the words to tell you how burnt out I was two years ago. When I look three years ago at 2019 to what was going on in my life professionally and into 2020, it was, I hate to use the word traumatic because I don't want to take away from some people who have actually had true traumas. Nothing actually bad or horrendous happened. But just in terms of my stress load in 2019 and 2020 and my ability to manage that stress load were poor. Really high stressed, really bad ability to manage it and I was exhausted just going into work every single day feeling like my cup my cup is completely empty and I am trying to squeeze every last drop out of this cup that I can and I don't think I have everything to give to be that way for a couple of years no matter what your job is is not healthy so when sweat called this concept of I'm going to take on another full-time commitment and I don't necessarily mean full-time as in the amount of time that I spent on the sweat job at that time but just a full-time dedication to building a workout program to building up my own brand who is Brittany Williams and then this the amount of time and effort it takes to be the kind of trainer that I want to be. Does sweat require me to respond to every single comment that is on every single one of my Instagram account? No, they don't. But that I've always said from the beginning, I want to be that kind of person who even though you train with me 
virtually, and I haven't met most of you that train with me on the app, I want it to feel like you can ask me anything and I'm there to help you. And I won't always be able to do that. But that's the at least North Star, the goal that I want. And that level of dedication and commitment, again, the mentality is full time. It's less about the actual time I spend in the job, but it's more about that level of dedication. And knowing that here I was, completely burnt out. Guys, I had nothing to give anymore. Nothing. And here comes the world's largest, in my opinion, most influential female fitness icon in the world sliding into my DMs. I mean, when I tell you I had Kayla's PDF of that BBG program printed out that was emailed from a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend down the line, just like all of y'all did. That was me. I had the sweat app when it first launched in 2015 or 2016, whenever it was. Like, I was, I was the consumer. And when that DM slid across my, or that, into my inbox, and when I had those Zoom calls with that team, I had to sit down and say, holy shit, I'm down and out in my life. My job could not be harder than it could possibly be. And I'm about to add another really hard job on top of that. The amount of stress that I went through in those first, I'm going to call it three to six months of taking on the sweat roll and working full time at Under Armour was unlike anything I have ever experienced or want to experience. And I could have, I suppose, quit Under Armour and just focused on sweat, but that it would have been a really big risk. Um, I mean, my contract with sweat was for multiple years, so it wasn't that risky. But in terms of, I didn't know what this was going to look like. I didn't know how much money I was going to make. There's a lot of variables that went into the decision to continue to do full, two full-time jobs. Um, and I didn't take it lightly, but I knew if anything, I could do my job at UA with my eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back because I had done that job for 12 years and I was very good at that job. The sweat stuff was all super new to me. And so new, so foreign. It was literally like I have been speaking English for the last 12 years and now you're asking me to go speak Japanese. Like, I can do it. Your girl can learn and can pivot and can rise to the occasion, but I'm going to stumble a couple times in the process. So 100% just jumping into Japanese full time and doing nothing else was not even an option. I never once considered that. But I'll be damned if there wasn't this tiny little voice in my head that said, this might be your way out. And that's what I want to talk to you about, is those little opportunities that happen where you have to put the cart before the horse. You have to work really hard at something because this may blossom into something that completely, absolutely flips your life on its side. And it makes you look at the world in a different way. And when those opportunities come up, you can't be afraid of what may happen. You can't be afraid of how hard is this going to be? How much do I have to learn? Am I qualified? You will have imposter syndrome. You will have all the things that go along with taking on something new. 
But if you do not rise to the occasion when those opportunities come, you will be shorting yourself when it comes to having opportunities to change your life for the better. And I did not realize all of this in the moment. It's really easy for me to sit here two years later and have hindsight uh, on how all of this transpired. Um, But there was a pivotal moment this weekend, two years ago, when I had, you know, done so much effort to put in my first full-length bar program. I had written hundreds of workouts prior to that, but I had never written a full program from start to finish. I flew to LA, filmed the entire thing, and I filmed the entire uh, workout program in two days. And really, the photo shoots are probably six to eight hours. Uh, I am working out the entire time, uh, and your form has to be pretty damn perfect. If you make a mistake, you have to start over. Um, You are tired, exhausted. Your face is caked with makeup. And I'm just, I feel like a fish out of water. I'm out of place. I'm not a model. I am not an influencer. I am just your normal girl next door who's been given this opportunity. And now I have to show up on this massive stage and try to pretend like I'm confident. (laughs) Like I wasn't. And it was such an emotional mind fuck like there's no other word for it excuse my language but like I just I remember and it was during COVID and so usually the sweat um photo shoots are done in Australia but Australia's you know borders were closed down so we did it in LA so it's already odd because the sweat team is on a zoom call and the production team that we worked with is amazing and and at the end of the day I had an amazing experience but just there was just a heightened level of anxiety of just feeling like one I don't deserve this two I'm not um Um, an expert enough like I'm not big enough I don't have a big enough name no one knows who Brittany Williams is what am I doing here kind of moment and I film so you're having all these thoughts and then you're going through what I can only imagine a marathon feels like I've never actually ran one but working out for two days straight in that like when you're that nervous and that anxious um, and you're working out consistently and you're burning like 5,000 calories a day is exhausting And on that plane ride home, so I filmed from, you know, let's call it 9 a.m., I don't even know, till 3 p.m. And then my flight is at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. So I am hightailing it from Burbank to L.A. And if you've ever been in California or if you live in L.A., you know that Burbank to L.A. in rush hour is stressful (laughs) when you've got to catch a flight because that is not a short um, drive and it is a high traffic drive all times a day. And I am just so now nervous. The, the stimulation that went into my head of just what did I just accomplish? What is my life about to become? And what did I just take on when I am already, I'm at the lowest of my low. Here I am trying to be confident and smile and show women that they can be all that they want to be when I am in my actual personal life dead on the inside. I'm a dud. I have no energy to give anyone, let alone the millions of people who are about to be introduced to me, you know, a few months down the road when my program eventually launched uh, in November. And that I sat on the airplane and I just remember I just got real quiet. And then my favorite song, um, Runaway by Galantis, is the best song. Um... And I'm going to actually Google the very first line. It's my favorite song. I've loved the song for a long time. 
Um, but this song, you hear me, I'm literally just stalling while I Google these lyrics. Um, but I'm just sitting on the airplane. You guys, when I say I sprinted to that airplane, I sprinted. I still had on my exact outfit that I wore in the app. I had a full face of makeup on. Like literally, I was... <laughs> A hot mess like if you saw me you would be like where did this girl just come from just imagine going straight from a photo shoot your life absolutely changing and then having to rush through rush hour traffic you know speed through the airport you know knocking over grandmas and babies trying to get to your flight and then when you actually sit down for the first time it's the first time you feel like you can breathe I just this song came on and the first you know three words are I think I can fly. I think I can fly when I'm with you. And I think the minute it said, I think I can fly. Like I even get chills just thinking about it. It just, the song has nothing to do with any of the experience that I just had. But just that thought, I think I can fly. I bursted into tears. When I tell you I was ugly girl crying on the plane when I say I'm full face of makeup I don't think I've ever worn as much makeup as I had that day simply because the amount of lights that you're on the way that the camera works uh in uh in production like that you've got to wear a lot of makeup and I'm like I remember I had like my fake eyelashes on and I am just bawling crying now I've got on great makeup because I'm sweating all day so like everything's staying in place but I'm a hot mess snot is like dripping out of my nose the flight attendant's like do you want can I help you do you want anything and I'm like no I'm 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 fine like just one of those you would think that like a family member died but it was just all of this emotion balled up and then I heard that line I think I can fly and it was the first time in my heart that I was like holy shit I can do this I can take my job that is I've I've maxed out I realize in that moment I have nothing else to give in my job sitting at a corporate desk and that job was my identity y'all if you knew me at all in the past 12 years you would say use if you could pick two words to describe me you would say workaholic I don't know like it just was that job was who I was and to have this experience that was so emotional so tied up and I was so stressed the the words I think I can fly it it hit me like a ton of bricks that I wasn't strapped down to the situation that I was currently in and that it's it is possible that you might down the road at some point be able to leave your corporate job and live a completely different life this is before I got paid this is before any of the things this is before any of you even knew I was becoming a sweat instructor I'm talking these are the very very early stages this is just an idea of holy shit if I just keep down this path I can build my own future and I want you to recognize that those moments exist did I get lucky that Kayla's team found me absolutely but I created that luck I hustled for years 
perfecting my craft, not only just as a fitness instructor, but how to speak to women, not how to talk down to them, not how to have women look up to me and say, I want to be her. That's not what I'm looking for. I want to get onto the exact same level of every single one of my clients. And I want to say, I am here in the trenches with you. This workout sucks for me too. I understand the troubles and the tribulations that you are going through because I also have gone through them. And even if they aren't the exact same ones that you have, I've been there. Being able to teach people how to work out, how to be safe, and do it in a way in which you are not talking down to someone, to also do it in a workout space that is so flooded with toxic messaging and also in a formality or in a format of working out, which is bar, that is so niche and so many people don't understand what bar is. And I'm having to sit there and and introduce bar to a lot of people uh, in this new role. And, And to stay authentic through all of that and to understand the anatomy enough that when I introduce this program to millions of women across the globe, that I feel confident enough for the thousands of questions that hit my DMs that first day. The sheer number of questions, asking about injury, asking about pregnancy, asking all of these things. This was the true test as my expert of my expertise as a fitness trainer. And I created that luck. You don't just become an expert overnight. Um, It was the years of listening to women, to understanding women, to take the time and to take the money, frankly, to invest in myself, to become certified. And like I, prior to sweat, prior to all this, I had a job as a bar teacher and I did, was not required to have any sort of external, um, certifications it was all internal certifications and I took it upon myself to constantly be educating myself and I still do to this day I want to learn more I want to know the whys behind things because the more I can learn now the next opportunity the next big life-changing opportunity whether it be this this podcast is a perfect example I don't know if I want to podcast for forever. I don't know if I want to be a motivational speaker who goes around on tour and talks to women about this, that, and the other. I don't know what it is. But I know that I have a passion for speaking, for public speaking, and I have a passion for sharing my story. And while you can do part of that as a fitness trainer, you can't really uh, do it to its fullest. So all I know to do is to practice the craft of motivating women and to tell my story. And the more that I practice that, I don't know where this podcast will get me. I get paid zero dollars. I pay for this podcast. I'm losing money by having this podcast. But I know that if I practice and I put the time in, that the Kayla of, of um, the sweat of, of motivational speakers, the sweat of podcasts, whatever that is that, that, um, in that industry will come knocking one day and I'll be damned if I'm not prepared because then I can at least look back and say, damn, I've done a hundred something episodes. I'm ready to go. I've told my story 50,000 times. I can do it with my eyes closed, my hands tied back behind my back. That's what I want you to think about. 
I don't want you to get so boggled down in, I wish I had these big life-changing opportunities like becoming a uh, trainer on one of the world's largest fitness apps. That, that may or may not happen for you. And those opportunities, like I said, with growing my podcast and growing my own motivational speaking you know, interest, hobby, those opportunities may never come. But they certainly won't come if you do not prepare yourself accordingly. Because you won't even recognize the opportunities are there. You've got to be able to see the forest for the trees, the trees for the forest. I'm not sure which direction I want to take that metaphor. But like you will find opportunities that will change your life when you prepare yourself accordingly. I'm not saying you have to beat yourself up to learn a new skill, to perfect your craft. But you always have to have your eye open for opportunities to constantly be learning. And if I did not take the opportunity to constantly learn about my fitness career, which was a side hustle. Guys, I when, when I look at how much time and money I invested in myself as a fitness trainer and knowing how little money I made as a fitness trainer compared to how much I made at Under Armour, anyone would say this makes no sense. Why are you spending so much time and so much money learning about fitness when your job is in sales? You should be learning about finance and retail math and you should be learning about merchandising and manufacturing and supply chain. And sure, I learned a lot of that too. But I never let that take away from this passion that I had And I don't think all passions need to be monetized. I don't think all passions need to be turned into a career. But this idea that opportunity is something that you create, your luck is something that you create. All I want you to do is focus on building a foundation. So when the opportunity comes, you can stand up and say, I'm ready. You don't have to have the whole house built. I didn't know exactly what my future was going to look like as a full-time fitness trainer when I joined Sweat, and I didn't know what it was going to look like when I quit Under Armour. But I knew I had enough of a foundation. I I had enough of a knowledge base to say, I know enough, I'm an expert enough that I can go and make my own opportunities. I can go and network and find the right people and connect with other trainers and and I started working at a gym locally. I can continue to invest in myself to build this career. And so I don't want you to think that if you're in this position, if you're burnt out, if you're tired, if you feel like giving up, one, know that I've been there. Know that I don't take that situation lightly because it feels like you've got no out and maybe some people would sit there and be like oh just quit like some millennials I think and definitely Gen Z are so quick to just are so quick to quit their job and just move on to the next thing but like I care too much you guys like in my deepest heart, I am like the loyal puppy that holds on for forever (laughs) like I I only take roles and jobs that like truly speak to my heart. And if you are that kind of person and you're in a job right now where whatever is next, and it might not be quitting your job, it might just be pivoting the role. It might You might just need to have a conversation with your boss, say, hey, I do A, B, and C in my job, and I love A and B, but I absolutely hate C. So maybe that change isn't just, like, not everyone just needs to uproot their job and, like, you know, go work for themselves. No, I don't believe in that. But I do know that many people have 
aspects of their job that don't fulfill. And you've got to find ways to either automate those parts, to delegate those parts, or to completely get them off of your plate. There's always going to be little day-to-day shit, right, that we don't love. But the big boulders in your life, instead of looking at them as, how do I build a life in which this boulder doesn't feel so heavy? How can you look at your life and say, how do I build a path around this boulder so I can continue to move forward with a smile on my face? How can I continue to find ways in which I'm not burnt out instead of just sitting in it and waiting in that pool of burnout, which is like a yucky, black, muddy pool that doesn't feel good. Like, that was that moment for me when I was crying on the airplane. It was a moment of, I'm, I can do this. I can fly. I can find my way out of my burnout. And I don't know what that looked like. And that was okay, October of 2020. I didn't end up quitting my job until September of 2021. I'm just now feeling like I might maybe have my feet under the ground. And when I tell you, I literally was just having this conversation with Rob yesterday. Working for myself is a cluster like I cannot like the concept of like not making like a steady income like I used to and not having like a salary and like PTO and like bonuses and like all of that like financial um security that I once had uh is is a hard pill for me it's not a hard pill for me to swallow let me let me rephrase the amount of work the work that I do every single day is not directly like proportional to what I get paid for, right? Like I spend a lot of time, for example, on social media and and editing and making sure my videos are perfect. And that's not specifically what I'm paid for. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm paid to be a fitness trainer and I do that. I train in person, I have sweat, but the majority of my time, I mean, maybe let's say 50% of my time it's 50 to 60% of my time I'm sitting in front of a computer and editing a video that no one is asking me to do it with a professional camera no one's asking me to do it with Final Cut Pro and editing and adding effects and adding all these things no one's asking me for any of that but that's what I want to put out there in my life and I don't really get paid for that part of my job that gives me anxiety guys it gives me anxiety that I spend all my time on something that isn't something that I get paid for and I have a I'll call it a project that I can't really say publicly right now but a project that hopefully will come to fruition and it's because I've put in so much work on social media and even if that project doesn't happen it just gave me this light bulb moment that like what you're doing matters you've put in the time and the effort to learn how to edit, to learn how to do voiceovers and to speak and to motivate. You've done that effort and the opportunities will come. And so when the opportunities come, you best damn be ready. That's my advice for you. Ready yourself now for the opportunities that will exist in your future because they will come. The knock on your door will happen and I want you to be able to open that door and say, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. It may, like I said, be a new a new opportunity in your current job. It may be a completely new career. It may be a relationship. You may find Mr. Right. And if you're shit, you haven't been going to therapy to work on your own issues in relationships, you may ruin that relationship. Because you didn't deal with your bullshit, your bag of your baggage that you're you're strolling into. Like we all got baggage that we bring into relationships. But with each relationship, 
you need to make that bag a little bit smaller. So after your first big breakup, you might be carrying on a big ass, a big ass bag that you would check. You know, it's, it's, it's right above that weight limit. You're, you're carrying a 55 pound bag of baggage of a bad relationship. And then your next relationship, you need to work on yourself. So that bag at least is under that 50 pound weight limit. So you don't have to pay extra for the airlines to take it. And then that third relationship, maybe we get to a carry on. And then when you finally get to Mr. Right, maybe you don't even have a carry on because you've worked through your shit. Now we all, you can have a purse, like a little, like a crossbody, a little purse. Cause we all have some baggage that's going to stick with us for life. Your girl, I'm convinced at any moment, Rob's going to leave me. That makes no sense. The man loves me. We just got married. Everything's great. We have, don't worry, mom, everything's fine. But because of my past relationships and just some drama that I've dealt with, I'm just convinced at any moment, things are just going to, pop off. <laughs> so like you've got so I'm just telling you if you are single right now work on yourself so that when the opportunity and Mr. or Mrs. Wright comes knocking on your door you're ready and you don't boggle him or her down with your 75 pound bag that you're trying to get on the plane for free. No one wants that much baggage. So don't sit around in your toxic sludge of a mind that you've got going on and just go to therapy and get it fixed so that by the time he he or her comes along you be ready to boogie you're ready to go the same it's it's all the same principle work on you get better on at you so that when opportunities exist you're ready to go always work on getting your stock to be higher so that when you're ready to cash out that stock is high that stock is rich Okay, that's what I want you to work on this week. What are those things? Like I said, it could be relationship. It could be your friendships. It could be your job, your career. I obviously talked a lot about my job, but it just, I was reflecting on the past two years and everything that has transpired. And I just, that moment of me crying on the plane was just so, I think I can fly. It was this idea of, I think I can do this. Like Thomas the Engine. I think I can. I think I can. Is that Thomas the Engine? I think I can. I think I can. I'm pretty for sure. Choo, choo. That was me. I think I can. I think I can. And I just kept telling myself, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can fly. I can fly. I can fly. And I kept practicing. I kept practicing on flying. Fly, fly, fly. Every day, just get a little bit better. Until one day, you turn around and holy shit, you've changed your life. Because I'm having a little bit of those moments. My life's not perfect, guys. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, I just, my life is so great. Your girl has issues, drama. That therapy bill is expensive, okay? Just know that I'm still going through shit. But I've always believed in myself. It may have teetered. It it may have, there might be times when I'm like, I don't think I can do this. But you gotta be willing to try, okay? Create your own luck. Build the foundation so that when the opportunity comes, you are ready. So that it may seem like luck to other people, but you know you've been working so hard behind the scenes to be ready for this that it ain't nothing but luck. That is your hard work rising to the occasion when the opportunity comes. And don't apologize for that. I don't apologize for it. It's not luck. I might say it's luck just to be funny. You hear me joke about how I got lucky, but your girl didn't get lucky. Your girl hustled for very many years. And I'm going to keep hustling because like I said, there is always going to be future opportunities that I need to be prepared for. Um, And I'm ready for it. I love where I'm at right now. 
I love where I'm at right now. I've can't, I could not have always said that, that's for sure. But I know that I gotta keep, um, I gotta keep hustling. I gotta keep learning. Keep investing in yourself, my friends. Invest in yourself. We, we give so much to other people and not enough to ourselves. That's all I got for you today, friends. Um, happy Friday. I hope that motivated you. I hope you're jazz and ready to like maybe do two things for yourself today. Maybe just one. I don't care. I just want you to be the best version of you. And I want you to realize that the distance between the life that you want to live and the life that you are currently living, that distance between point A and point B is small. You keep thinking that where you're trying to go is so effing far away and it is not, it is around the corner. You have to keep going. Don't forget to take rest days. Don't forget to to just relax sometimes. But do not give up because the journey feels long. Keep going because the journey is short. I promise you. I promise you. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love each and every one of you. I'm so thankful for your time and for your ears. I'm thankful. Uh, If you'd like to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, it would mean the world to me. And go have a filter-free Friday. 